0: Welcome to Meekam Presents On The Move, brought to you by State Farm. It's the show geared toward keeping you up to speed with the latest auto news, event coverage, and expert industry insight. Now, here are your hosts, Matt Avery and John Craman.
1: Hey, and welcome to another On The Move I'm Matt Avery, and joining me is co-host John Crayman, lead TV commentator for Mecham Auctions on NBCSN. John, today in segment two, we are checking in with Bob Ashton, managing member for the Muscle Car and Corvette Nationals. This is one of our favorite events to attend, and it's coming up fast, being held in November in Rosemont, Illinois, and we want to get an update from Bob as his team gets closer to this exciting event. We want to hear the latest of how all things are shaping up. And then in segment 3, we are shining the on the move spotlight towards the upcoming Mikom Orlando Summer Special. This is a really exciting event and we want to kind of talk about how it came together and take a look at some of our top picks from the consignments. Now, John, as we move further into summer, our summer tour continues to heat up as you and I get out and attend other top automotive events. And recently, I had the chance to be on site for the 30th annual Mopar happening that took place in Belvedere, Illinois, and was presented by the Chicagoland Mopar Connection. I got to say, John, it was a fantastic gathering of both classic and modern Mopars, a lot of fun. And this weekend, John, I'm off to Somerset, Kentucky to take in Summer Nights Cruise. They are celebrating their 21st show season, and this weekend they are having their Truck and Nationals, so the spotlight is on trucks of all shapes and sizes, and the Mika Mobile Experience will be on site, so lots to see and do down there. And John, as we talk about shows and events like this, it's a good reminder that one of the best ways to have your vehicle stand out is to have the right wheels and tires and Coker Tire is the exclusive tire and wheel sponsor of Mecham Auctions and they offer authentic White walls, red lines, and other special tires for muscle cars, hot rods, and more. So, if you're interested, be sure to check out cokertire.com to find out more about the world's largest manufacturer of tires and wheels for collector vehicles. John, one of the big exciting things taking place this summer in the racing world was Ray Evernham's SRX race series. And I know you passionately followed along and you even attended one of the races that took place in Slinger, Wisconsin. So, now that it's over, or any thoughts on how it all wrapped up? yeah superstar racing experience Matt their
2: sixth and final race the championship of course was decided that was at Nashville just hats off to both Tony Stewart and Ray Evernham and their crew for putting together such a fun entertaining successful race series we're definitely going to see it again next year that's the word out there now Uh, Tony Stewart of course won the championship that was expected but Chase Elliott coming right out of he was last year's NASCAR uh, Cup champion from uh, 2020 he won the event overall Tony Stewart got second and maybe best of all Chase's dad Bill Elliott awesome Bill from Dawsonville uh, got third place and Chase and Bill father and son had some really Great battles. And boy, I don't know if it could have been scripted any better. And uh, look forward to uh,
1: covering that and seeing all that action again next year. I'm sure they're going to have it. Transitioning to some car news, John, there is some performance excitement because Chevrolet has an, uh, released or teased the 2023 corvette z06 all they've shown off john is a video of a perceivably one of the cars it's just a forward-facing view of it racing around a the track there's great audio behind it and corvette enthusiasts are really excited and let's dive into that john why is that first starting with the z06 moniker why is that significant Long-standing
2: tradition, Matt, going all the way back to 1963 with performance versions of the Corvette having that Z06 option code. Uh, so really, previous to the C8, we've got four model years, the Generation two, five, six, and 7. It is a legend in the Corvette world when anytime you say Z06, you know you've got a special
1: ultra-high-performance streetcar that's also very capable on the track as well. No official word on the power plant, but the rumors are that it will contain a flat mill crank. John, fill us in. Why is that significant? Yeah, that is a really big
2: deal, Matt, because what the flat plane crank allows, that architecture allows for extreme high RPM operation. Rumor is it will be a 5.5 liter, four valve per cylinder, double overhead cam, V8 with a nine thousand rpm red line unbelievable now that engine platform currently used very successfully in IMSA racing for the Corvette the C eight R And uh, no doubt that there are many Corvette enthusiasts just chomping at the bit. We're going to get more information. The official release is going to be fall of 2021 with a production date of 2023. And I would not be surprised, Matt, if the very first time that you and I get a chance to see one, it's
1: going to be crossing (laughs) the Mecham auction block. (laughs) That we can be sure of. And, John, I can't think of any better way to close out this segment than to let listeners hear Chevrolet's tease of that engine screaming around a track
0: mecham auctions is proud to bring you on the move with matt avery and john craman for more on the world of collector cars head over to mecham.com now let's get back to the show hey matt this is going to be a lot of fun a good friend of
2: yours and mine one of the coolest car guys that we know is here in the studio with us and that is bob ashton might recognize that name as the managing member for McCacken, that's the Muscle Car and Corvette Nationals, a November tradition, my number one favorite car show of all time. Meekham Auctions happens to be the title sponsor for that event. Bob, we'd like to welcome you once again. Thanks for joining us and take us to the beginning. How did McCacken get started?
3: Well, McCacken was a, the a vision I had many years ago, the dream of mine. And as you guys know, I worked for another company as a show manager, producing hot rod shows throughout the country. And being a hardcore muscle car guy it was always my dream to put something together where we could bring together the enthusiasts that were really into the factory stock muscle cars. And, uh, you know, fast forward to 2009, and thanks to the help of some great muscle car aficionados and collectors, uh, here we are now.
2: Those muscle car collectors that you mentioned really represent the A-list of not only guys that have got the best cars, but share passion and enthusiasm. Do you want to do a shout-out to who some of those folks are?
3: Oh, absolutely. And and I have to say, I think this is the reason that uh, we've had such success with the show. Is it was never really designed to be a money-making, profitable venture. Hmm. It was, uh, you know, uh, it, it, several of the guys, Stefano Bimbi of Nikki uh, you know, that many of us, of course, you guys know Mike Waurice. Uh, oh, yeah. We did many dinners, and I always talked about my dream of having a specialty muscle car show. And then uh, here we are, you know, it's like uh, when things turned a little bit sideways with my former employer, the talk was, <laughs> well, well, Bob, it's time to launch that show that you've always dreamed of. And it's like, well, it's kind of a costly venture, I guess you could say. And <laughs> and I remember getting a call back from, from Stefano and having him tell me, well, Charlie Lillard, Colin Comer, Mike Waurice, Les Quam, Steve Shoger, they think it's a pretty good idea and we're ready to make it happen.
1: Understandably so, last year's show had to be canceled taking place during the pandemic. And what a lot of people would have seen as a negative, Bob, your team thought outside the box and really spun that situation around, producing a really special video that really attempted to capture the magic of being on-site at the Muscle Car and Corvette Nationals. Fill us in. How did that project come about, and what all did it entail?
3: Well, as you guys know, you build relationships over the years, and I've had the opportunity to meet some of the you know the real movers and shakers in the a, in a Muscle Car world. And we thought about what would be the next best thing to do, and uh, of course, our good friends uh, from the Brothers Collection out in Oregon have been huge supporters of the show. You know, they always have a, a variety of cars that they show with us, and always have premiere unveilings. Uh, we got to talking and thought, wouldn't it be neat to have access to the Brothers Collection? They just finished uh, a multi-year structuring of their 100,000-plus-square-foot museum that contains about 600 cars. So I threw the idea out to uh, one of the brothers and said, hey, what would you guys think about uh, us coming and invading your territory and sharing some of your collection? And they embraced it, and they said, come on down, let's do it. So uh, we were able to do, we call it McEachan Northwest 2020. <laughs> okay. And well- we launched it on the day that would traditionally be our show in Chicago.
2: Well, and it was surprisingly well done. I say surprisingly, I really shouldn't. Uh, you do everything first class, by the way, and that is available. Folks that are listening now want to go take a look at that. What are some of the places they can find that uh, video?
3: Yeah, we launched our Macaacan TV YouTube channel, so it's, it's available 24-7 there. It's about an hour-long program. Yep. It just touches on the collection and then we're actually in the process now of doing a, a variety of short segments that we'll be putting out over the next few months to kind of spotlight some of the other aspects of the Brothers collection. Okay.
1: This year's show is fast approaching. Can you give us an inside look at some of the vehicles and displays that will be on site?
3: Well, of course, we're known for our anniversary displays, and last year, being 2020, it would be the 50th anniversary of the 1970 model year, which is an iconic year oh, for man, muscle cars. Indeed. So looking at that, and then again, you know, 2021, obviously the plan was to go forward and have a class of 71 50th anniversary. Well, there was no way we were going to skip 1970. (laughs) So the good news is because we do have two of what I would consider the most important years of the muscle car era, we're celebrating both and the content is off the wall. Give
2: us an idea what we might be able to expect from model years 1970 and 1971.
3: Some of the highlights, you know, of course, you know, if you think about those two years, final year for the Chrysler Hemi, right? Final year for that you could get a big block in the E body Mopar, 1970 LS6, right? You know, 450 horsepower from the factory. Um, Our red carpet display, as we say, it's a lot of fun with that because what I've done is we always rotate between the big three, so Ford, GM, Chrysler, which was specifically planned that way with our show from the get-go because we didn't want to be pigeonholed as being just a specialty GM show or specialty Ford or Mopar show. So this year, being putting the spotlight on General Motors, our red carpet display is what I call top dogs. Nice. What a top dog is... LS6 for the Chevrolet family, okay. Stage 1 for Buick, yeah. W30s for Oldsmobiles, and Ram Air 4s for Pontiacs. Yikes, yeah. So then, in our, our style, to take it a step further, as you walk down that red carpet, the cars on your right side will all be convertibles. The ones on the left side will all be hard tops. So oh if you can imagine... In the desirability factor for these cars, especially the convertibles, as we know. Rare LS6 convertibles, Ram Air 4 convertibles. I have a judge and a non-judge, Ram Air 4. Uh, and, and, and again, talking about highlights, LS6 convertibles, the ultimate muscle car for so many people. I have eight of those signed up right now. Of those eight, we only have two that are the same color. Mm. So we imagine a row of LS6 convertibles. I mean, it just, it just makes my
1: heart flutter. Me too. One of the other important things to note about the show is that it is an invitational show, meaning that all of the vehicles have been carefully selected. Bob, can you fill us in what criteria do you and your team use, or how do you go about selecting those vehicles that will be on display?
3: Well, first off, that was one of the things that happened with our group. Each of our members, as we call ourselves, or partners in the show, each kind of specialize in a different aspect of the hobby. Okay. So i mentioned some of the names you know of course colin comer very well known in the shelby world and respected so when i want to get a gt40 into the show if i don't know of one chances are i can give colin a call and he can point me in the right direction or a cobra or a shelby gt350 mike waris you know now into buicks but he's been into a little bit of everything primarily gm stuff over the years but again there. If I need a stage one convertible, if he doesn't have in his garage, he knows where the best one is. So, again, it's opening doors for me. And, uh, you know, this, this is a, a, one of the reasons I think that we have such a well-balanced show and we're able to draw some of the prime collectors from across the country.
2: Take us uh, for a little tour around the macaque and grounds now you'll have what 550 cars there right. or so but it's more than just cars you do other things you've got forum seminars there's vendors on display there's entertainment kind of something for everyone what do you got lined up for this year
3: what's really exciting to me and something that i wanted to do from the beginning of the show was make sure that if somebody came along who may not be as hardcore an enthusiast as you and i are that they'd left with a smile on their face. One of the things is a passion of mine, muscle bicycles. And of course, ah. that's, that's a, a Chicago legendary, you know, that's the home of Schwinn. Yep. So what better place to do it than in Chicago? But that's been something that's grown into, a, I call it a show within the show. It's just for fun. It's not a judging thing, but you'll see stingrays, crates, and now, of course, you know, Sears spiders, Raleigh choppers. We have... 80 to 100 of these bicycles on display, 60s and 70s bikes. Uh, we expanded uh, with our last show into mini bikes, Again, strictly for fun, Rupps, Honda Trail yep, 70s. <laughs> and, right. And uh, our good friend Jeff Schwartz out of the Chicago area is known from Schwartz Performance building, you know, premium chassis, is an avid MX motorcycle collector. So for the past few years, he's brought in, we call it the dirty dozen, different, rare, 70s and 80s restored motocross bikes
2: and these are important because these honestly these are the products that as a baby boomer classic baby boomer this is what we grew up with and now all these years later we're all kind of coming full circle again and have become very collectible and is a perfect mix for the high quality cars there on display
1: Something else that McCacken has become known for is the high level of judging that takes place. Bob, fill us in. What types of judging takes place, and what are some of the criteria that they're looking for?
3: Well, there's a a couple of different things that are kind of specialty factors of our show. First of all, a car does not necessarily have to be judged. Many of the people, many of the collectors that are out there have already been through that. And it's not important to them. They know they've got good cars. They might be certified Bloomington Gold. But the, for those who do want to have their cars judged, we have highly, highly intense concourse judging. A thousand-point sheet is what they start out, four pages of judging, three knowledgeable collectors or judges will go over the cars okay. top to bottom. They'll be checking part numbers, date codes, uh, you know, correctness across the board. We also have what's known as vintage certification. And the theme of that, um, led by one of my partners, Steve Schauger, is preservation instead of restoration. So that's been a, a growing aspect of the show. And the focus is put on the originality of the cars, a great place to learn about the cars. There's always 15 to 20 cars in that. Speaking
2: of that, let's dip into that just a little bit, and this is actually a little bit of a selfish request. Uh, As the owner, Christine and I, my wife, of a beautiful 72 Corvette with 29,000 miles and a lot of originality, should that be something that we might want to consider entering into? And if so, what's some of the criteria that is important for people to think about before they enter a car?
3: Well, everything is pre-qualified, so when you get something, it's not our intent to bring a car in and have you leave unhappy. So we'll we will help guide you to tell you what's appropriate for your car. In case of an unrestored car, there is a qualification process. That we're going to ask you some important questions. Oh, good. Okay. You know, so you're not coming in unprepared. I guess right. you could say there are different levels of of award that you can get, whether it be in a concourse judging or in vintage certification. And um, as I say, it is a pre-qualified type thing where we'll work directly with you to get you into the right category if you choose to be judged.
2: What are some of the fee structures in regards to Concourse judging?
3: Concourse judging is not real cheap. I mean, it will start at $250 for a day two car. And let me touch a little bit on that. Now day two for us is somewhat exclusive in that this is designed for cars that are period correct, but modified. Now this would be, we started with this when the show launched, uh, with a focus on the cars that were built by Nikki or Yanko or Mr. Norms, where they were actually modified when they were new. So and the reason that we did that is in the Concours world, if you had, for instance, the Yanko Camaro, the early cars, as Matt would be happy to tell you, 67s right. and 68s, they didn't have 427s when they left the assembly line. In the Concours world, you were out of the game as far as winning top awards but the level of restoration quality in those cars has risen over the years. So when we launched the show, we started with that. So day two judging is $250. Uh, Standard judging, Concours judging for factory stock car, which is based on how the car left the assembly line, is $300. Of course, we also have the Triple Diamond. Triple Diamond is is exclusive to the Corvette world, and this is requiring NCRS Top Flight and Bloomington Gold certification in advance of attending our show. So you have to jump through those hoops first before you qualify for a triple diamond.
1: Let's transition to talk about logistics because, as we've said, this is a destination event. People are coming from not just around the Chicagoland area. They're coming from around the country and even around the world to attend. Bob, for people that are traveling in, what do they need to know?
3: Absolutely. That was one of the main factors when we started the show is to make sure that it was accessible to anybody across the country. Um, We're located at the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center, which is suburban Chicago. Now, we're not downtown. We're we're in the suburbs of Chicago, Chicago, literally five minutes away from O'Hare Airport. Um, So don't even have to rent a car. (laughs) All of our five host hotels run free shuttles. In fact, you don't really have to ever leave, even if you bring your family There's the Rosemont Entertainment District, which has everything anybody could want, from a bowling alley to indoor skydiving. It's a 130-store outlet mall. There's a variety of restaurants. Of course, Gibson Steakhouse is a favorite of our participants. And um, you can literally walk across the street from the host hotels to the event.
2: What are the days and dates and hours of operation?
3: We are always the weekend before Thanksgiving. I say always. Of course, last year we weren't, but (laughs) happy to say we will be again. And you can always put that red circle on that weekend before Thanksgiving for many years to come, I hope. And it's November 20th and 21st this year. And we're open Saturday to the public from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m., Sunday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m.
2: And let me give everybody a tip. It is such a big event with – Vendors and displays other than the cars, you want to try to take advantage of every minute that you possibly can. Wear comfortable shoes, get there early, and plan on staying
1: late. In addition to the YouTube page that you mentioned, where else can people find out about McCacken online?
3: Yeah, of course, our Facebook page, which I try to update every day. There's just so much to talk about. We have so many great cars. I try to post a car or an event or something related to the show every day on our Facebook page, which is real simple, McHacken,
1: M-C-A-C-N. Well, hands down, the Muscle Car and Corvette Nationals is a must-see. It's a must-attend event for any and all car enthusiasts, and it is one of me and John's favorite automotive events and shows to attend. Bob, we really appreciate the update. It is always fun to hear how things are progressing, and i tell you what, we are so looking forward to being there this November.
3: Well, I got to thank you guys, both personally and the Mecham team as our title sponsor. Uh, You know, you guys have been on board since the beginning and supported what we do, and we truly
0: appreciate your continued support. Don't adjust that dial. On the move, we'll be right back. Our program is proudly presented by Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auctions. Now back to Matt and John.
1: We are just days away from the Mecham Orlando Summer Special. This is a brand new event taking place July 28th through the 31st at the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando, Florida. And John, let's take this segment to talk about how this exciting event came to be. It's brand new. Mecham has never been in Orlando. So let's start things off by answering the question of why Orlando in July. Well, it's a pretty good story, Matt, and it's, of course, a symptom
2: of the times. Uh, Typically, we would be in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, great facility there, but not available for auctions yet. In fact, we understand that it is... Still being used as a storage facility for uh, PPE, uh, obviously for the virus. So we did a little bit of shifting, and for the second time, we've done a summer special in Florida, but not Kissimmee this year. The availability of the uh, downtown Orlando Convention Center was available, and Frank Meekham and his team put together, sketched out a three day 1,000 car lineup mat. But you know what? They blew past that. They added the fourth day, the Wednesday, August or uh, July 28th and uh already 1100 cars can sign i'm expecting 1200 nothing You know, taking advantage obviously of the really strong collector car market. I think this is gonna be a really
1: strong event this year. Yep, you're spot on, John. And something else to be on the lookout are the seven different collections that will be present, including the Miami Corvair collection, which is kind of neat. It's the largest collection of Corvairs to ever cross a meekum auctions block. Now, John, let's give an overview because like you said, over twelve hundred vehicles will be on site. Let's give kind of a a rundown of some of the other stars, main attractions and vehicles that will be crossing the block. Well First of all, Matt, before we get into the traditional Mecham inventory, which we have a lot of,
2: uh, you know, we talked about the 2021 Ford Bronco, the all-new Bronco on the show saying the first time that we might have the chance to see one could very well be at a mecum auction, and I have not seen one yet. You have at the Chicago Auto Show. Lot number S80.1 is a brand spanking new 2021 Ford Bronco Outer Banks Edition loaded to the gills, $55,000 window sticker. This will be the very first full. Size Bronco to roll across the Meekum auction block. So that one is going to be a lot of fun. But besides that, Matt, boy, what a great lineup of cars. Really strong on performance cars, race cars at 69 Daytona that was driven by Marty Robbins, fully restored. Great 63 Corvettes. We've got a Resto Mod high end and a, a stock 340 horse split window coupe, Boss 429 Mustang, tons of Chevy and Pontiac and Mopar muscle as well, and even some really cool pre war classic including a 42 Lincoln Zephyr three-window coupe that is only one of five known to
1: exist. Pretty cool, man. Yeah, that is cool. Now, what we've done for this segment is you and I have gone through the consignments and we both have found two vehicles that we really like representing a more affordable option and then a little bit more of a premium option. So I'm going to lead off with my affordable option. That's a 1996 Chevrolet Impala SS, lot number F151. John, these cars are big. They are bad and they are sinister. And I think they are so cool. They were just made for three years with total production just under 70,000 vehicles. They all came equipped with an LT1 engine producing 260 horsepower and 330 pound-feet of torque that was paired to a four-speed automatic transmission, and they all came with a leather interior, and then they had special suspension upgrades, including special 17-inch wheels and tires and four-wheel disc brakes, and I just think when it comes to a big, comfy cruiser, it's hard to beat an Impala SS like this. Now, John, when you were looking through the consignments, what did you find in that kind of affordable category? Well, I'm going to stay in the Chevrolet family, Matt. You know,
2: Corvettes being the n- most popular single uh, make and brand to uh, across the mecom auction blocks. And we talk about this a lot, about affordable Corvettes. Yes, they do exist. So I wanted to find one that I thought was really a standout. It's lot number W37. It's a 92 Corvette Coupe. Now, that's noteworthy because that is the first year for the all-new LT1 engine, three horsepower and the condition and the color combination just stopped me in my tracks man it's white with the red interior giving the nod back to the original 300 1953 corvettes i'm gonna guess that this corvette could be bought and enjoyed for somewhere in the ten thousand dollar range just wanted to give a little bit of spotlight to just how great the C4 Corvettes are, especially when you put in that value factor. Now, let's shift gears and go up to the high end. What did you pick uh,
1: up on the higher end if, let's just say budget was no factor <laughs> well one of the themes that we have identified is the continued rise in popularity in custom and resto-mod trucks and suvs and there's there's no shortage of either coming to the orlando summer special now the one that i was really liking is lot number s46 it's a 1953 ford f100 pickup and it's just got such a great retro shop truck vibe to it this one was built by chip foos legendary car designer and customizer and it was displayed at the 2012 SEMA show and it's got all kinds of custom parts and performance components and perhaps the thing that stands out the most are the wheels that FUS designed for this truck. Well and I like the fact that your
2: truck mat that you chose has got an original style Ford flathead V8 so let's, let's keep it in the Ford family, <laughs> okay. kind of, with my pick on the high end. How about lot number F-147? That's a 1965 Sunbeam Tiger with the 260 cubic inch Windsor Ford small block power and a four-speed transmission, and it's all about colors and presentation. On this one too, Matt, it is midnight blue in color and is just an absolute showstopper. Value on that one would not be surprised to see close to $1 hundred thousand dollars on what is uh is certainly one of the best sunbeam tigers that we've ever had just a couple of really good examples of what we are both going to be looking
1: forward to at the Mecham Orlando Summer Special. And of course, if someone is needing to bring a vehicle to the event or bringing home a new acquisition, there's no better way to transport that vehicle than through Mecham Auto Transport. Powered by McAllister's, they have fully enclosed trailers and specially trained drivers to bring any collector car investment right from the auction floor to your garage door. Now, John, if people can't make it on-site, where can they tune in online to still catch up on all the action?
2: Yeah, due to uh, NBCSN being completely full Matt with uh, coverage of the Olympics from Tokyo, Um, We will not be having television coverage for Mecham Orlando, but keep in mind, go to meekam.com, click on the Watch Now button, live, real-time, gavel-to-gavel action. You'll see a lot of great camera angles. You'll hear the auctioneer. You'll see the vehicle. You'll hear either what the high bid was or what the sold price was. It
0: is nonstop auction action, and I will be tuned in. You've been listening to Meekam Presents On The Move, brought to you by State Farm. For more information, visit Mecham.com. And join us again next time as we take you inside the world of muscle and collector cars and more.